Hello, everybody. This is Graham Plaster, the CEO of The Intelligence Community, Inc. and TheIntelligenceCommunity.com. And today I have on our podcast special guest, Frank Crouch, who is the president of Velocity Technology Partners. He is absolutely an innovation maven in the sector of defense and intelligence, and he knows a lot and a lot of people. So I'm glad to have you on, Frank. I was wondering if you could just kick off the conversation by telling us more about yourself. Thank you, Graham. Um, so to go ahead and frame out my background uh, and, and offer some insight, uh, I spent uh, uh, 22 years in the Army as a telecommunications and space engineer. I was a lieutenant, retired lieutenant colonel in the Signal Corps, uh, but I had to spend most of my time in the field and loved it. Uh, having said that, most of the time I had to improvise and figure out ways to succeed that were outside of the norms of existing military processes in order to affect the mission. And uh, that culture continues to this day. Uh, after retirement, I <clears throat> joined Hughes Space and Communications, worked on military spacecraft uh, programs that are currently on orbit right now involving WGS, Advanced EHF, and MUOS, uh, all of the MILSATCOM uh, tri trifecta as well as uh, working on uh, position navigation and timing, which I had also done in, uh, in the government and migrated that uh, information also to the aerospace industry. Uh, after, also at Hughes, I spent some time working on Sirius XM radio and direct TV. Following that, I uh, spent uh, some time uh, in a bridge period where uh, Boeing had bought Hughes, <coughs> uh, at least the space segment, and worked for Boeing for a short period of time uh, before moving to Raytheon. At that time, I uh, worked most of the ground environment and advanced uh, networking concepts in Raytheon uh, in network-centric operations uh, involving sensor shooter and, and, and sensors in general, and also headed up a small group uh, called the Rapid Initiatives Group, which fundamentally looked uh, at the world through a different set of color glasses, that not being necessarily coming up with solutions that are yours, but that uh, work with high tech readiness level solutions to come up and map against uh, hard problems in record time. Those were primarily fixated and focused upon uh, Iraq and Afghanistan, <clears throat> and in many respects, uh, once those uh, fronts started to wade, or wane a little bit, uh, we stood the uh, Raytheon divested from wanting to pursue that, uh, yet there was still a yearning within the government to continue doing that. I set up a private LLC and continue to do those kinds of work for them, uh, posing and looking uh, for tech solutions that are reasonably high level, uh, tech readiness level, and figure out how to uh, frankly play MacGyver and not Edison. I am not an R&D person, and frankly, uh, I live in the true mantra of innovation, and that is, is that you actually have to start by not thinking about how you're going to make something, which I term uh, basically invention, but you have to take what's invented and figure out how to apply it to our world. And for me, that's innovation. So that's a that's kind of a front end uh, extrapolated bio and a little bit of soapbox, but that's that's where we are. Yeah, I like that. And you've um, 
I think it's a recent thing, but you've been putting out an email that has an aggregation of a lot of different trends in technology and, and news. I think it's excellent. Is that available for the public to subscribe to, or is that a, a closed? Yeah, uh, on a case-by-case basis, I have about uh, about 350 subscribers to it. I, I don't charge for it. It's it's just a uh, it's my way of a. I'm doing it anyway to stay in touch with technologies around the world, as well as to understand uh, and appreciate those technologies for two reasons. Number one, what can I do with it? Uh, number two, what can somebody else do with it against me? When any Visa or MasterCard will do these days, I want to make sure that I don't have any blind spots, and, and we keep getting more and more blind spots. Uh, I like to tell people we do not corner the world on smarts, and, and, and there are a lot of creative and innovative things going on on this planet every day. So um, I, I try and keep a pulse on those things. Uh, I curate uh, until I hit a saturation point of about 25 to 30 newsworthy articles, then I compile them into a hot link and, and send them out on an email. I will not do a website for a lot of reasons, mainly because I don't like being hacked for the content itself. If people want it, they can ask for it, but I'm not going to open up uh, deliberate um, access. That makes sense. Um, but I, I will just say it's great content, and for whatever does get shared out on LinkedIn or whatever, I always like and share it. Well, I've got uh, I have people from uh, four star generals down to operators in Afghanistan that read it. Yeah, well, excellent job, and um, and and in and industry CEOs. Mm-hmm. That's great. So tell me about your company. You already mentioned a little bit. So uh, name of the company. Velocity, what technology partners? Is that right? Yep. And 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 so I have a little virtual federation of really smart people in various various functional areas. Um, we all contribute and share amongst each other. So uh, I don't pay their health care and their benefits. Uh, I will will uh, explain to them opportunities. Or if I'm in a in a real complicated problem, I will seek their guidance and their expertise. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet, yet, uh, and and they will seek mine, dependent upon the, the case. Uh, but but my 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 primary allegiance and my focus area, uh, almost 24/7, is directly as a support entity to the government. So I work uh, um, I work a 40-hour week uh, supporting the government. Uh, frankly, as a commercial CETA. Yeah, yeah. Understand. So uh, tell me about one current project you think is interesting and publicly shareable. Oh, wow. Interesting and publicly shareable. One of them? You're going to limit me to one? I can well, you could start, start with one and say more. I thought maybe you'd say nothing publicly shareable. So you can, uh, you can well, tell me a couple stories. Probably the biggest one I'm working on is not publicly shareable. We'll start off with that. Okay. Uh, having said that, in most cases, uh, my work is to take a look at, uh, at at combatant command and service operational gaps, and figure out how to apply apply uh, solutions to those using COTS products or other kinds of uh, 
of solutions, and, and, and that may be bolting on to some capability that the services have that's legacy. It may involve uh, it may involve changing processes. It doesn't all have to be a, a new piece of material. Uh, it may uh, also be a new app, for all I know. Um, so, so, so I I am everywhere and nowhere with respect to a project. Uh, my my day is a project, uh, literally dancing from one one issue to the next, playing middle linebacker, looking for for how to come up with a creative solution for for hard problems, and I get uh, I get lots of those. Uh, so and 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 in all fairness, most of them I can't talk about. Uh, yeah, no, but on the other hand, on the other hand. Uh, I do entertain those uh, eyeball to eyeball with people around a table, uh, and okay. and try and and try and uh, garner some some belief uh, in competencies that people have that can help. And as you mentioned, I mean a lot of these things are integrated commercially off the shelf technologies. So what's great yeah. about it is you know in your network and my network is we can meet with people that are not. Um, in the industry that are out in, right. in the public sector. So, so, sector. so on behalf of my on behalf of my government sponsor, I head up a group of about uh, about four or five subject matter experts here in the office, a tech team, and we have a number of part timers and remotes. But 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 fundamentally, we we do diligence on companies uh, uh, and 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 figure out what makes them tick, what they can bring to the table, what's unique about them. Um, we are um, I like to tell companies that we are um, the Wizard of Oz giving out courage medals because you always had courage, but you didn't know it. Um, shark Tank, but no money. And we do have Mr. Wonderful. And we do have Mr. Wonderful. That would be me. And and we also have um, we also have a little bit of Dear Abby and a handkerchief to cry on. Uh, and. Uh, in, in most cases, I have found companies needing confidence more than competence. They wow. they have the where, they have the wherewithal to act. They just don't understand whether they have the wherewithal to succeed. And there's yep. a big difference. And so we look at use cases uh, over and over again. Uh, a product these days won't buy you a cup of coffee. A use case will. Yeah, yeah. You, you, have, you you can you can not turn to a customer and go, you know, here's my Rolex watch, uh, hear it tick. No, uh, they may not want to buy the watch. They may want to know what time it is. They may have wow. some perspective. Um, they may have a different perspective than you. Uh, they may want to have that watch embedded in uh, a different wristband. But my whole point is is that even now the solutions are so complex that. An independent solution uh, sans other partners without the integrated left and right border conditions to that problem are, are probably a red herring. Uh, and and so, so the complexities of the solutions today uh, are, are, uh, uh, require some pervasive thought at a, at a network level as well as an integrated solution level. And, and a lot of people come in with with a with a polished utopian prototype, and they can't make a thousand of them, nor can they figure out how to apply how to embed it in a legacy system, 
nor did they know that they have potential neighborhoods that um, would fret because their code is written in another country or, or, or the like. Um, we, I see probably three to 20 companies a week and, and, um, and, and, and they get, they all leave with more than they arrive with. Believe me. Um, they will. So do you have room for me to send more companies to you or are you, are you pretty much packed? Well, we, uh, we kind of have a barber pole outside with a little, little, little zip strip. Not really. I, we, uh, companies that want to see us, we can, we can, we can arrange that. Um, we usually offer a dutiful audience and, and some perspective to them uh, on on how they fit or where they fit. Uh, we try and stay very focused upon what is out there in requirements land. But um, there are two things that we're not really jumping up and down now. If it's somebody who's who's golden on wanting to do advanced research, that would not be us. And if it's somebody who um, has a mature product that is out there in the marketplace already, that would not be us. We're not, we're not in the business of buying more thousands of something. Um, I, I would also challenge the industry to go ahead and, and, and not just be a lemming farm. We, we have so many companies that, that ebb and flow with what's vogue at the moment in the mission yeah. space. And we yeah. see, we see, a massive flock of counter UAV people or a massive flock of cyber people or a massive flock of AI people or machine learning people or, or, uh, you know, video change detection people. And they're, the, all those functions are related to, you know, high ticket items that everybody knows and everybody can recite. Some days I'm actually thrilled by having somebody come in and talk to me about, you know, Oh, I don't know, a carbon composite tow bar for a truck because yeah. it's something different. It's something new. Yeah. And, and, and uh, I, sometimes I, I just, I just, uh, I, and, and uh, I know I'm bearing my soul here, but a lot of companies come in and they tell me, A, they're the only one in the market that knows how to do this. Mm-hmm. And B, B, they are globally unique. Graham, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, that's like sticking your chin out and saying, hit me. Yeah. Yeah. There is, there is no such thing. Right. Nothing new under the sun. <clears throat> well, okay, so two more quick questions because uh, we're running out of time, uh, yep. but they're simple. <clears throat> Refer a resource to our audience, something like maybe you've read recently a book or a podcast or a mobile app that you like that you think people should know about? I, if, if, if you're a techie, uh, and by and large, most of the people that resonate with me are techies, uh, I, would, I, would look at, at, I would look at things that, that stretch your imagination yet are also grounded in in, in, in non-fake news. So, it, I, ironically, I subscribe to Nature Magazine. Uh, ironically, I, I, I subscribe to Wired. I subscribe to MIT Review. Yeah. But I also subscribe to IEEE Spectrum. I don't know if you're okay. familiar with that, but if, if yeah, I actually had it's a, a... It's a classic. If, if, if I had one magazine to pick, it would be IEEE Spectrum Magazine. It's online, it's open source, 
pull-down menus for every function you can think of, and the articles are eye-popping on what goes on. Uh, in fact, every Friday they have a robotic showdown, and they've got videos from around the world from uh, what robots do in videos. Cool. But that's, wow. that's just uh, kind of almost laughable what's out there. Uh, on the flip side, there are some deep sciences out there that are frightening. Uh, and, 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 uh, and, and as this world spins, there are a lot of scientists doing some amazing stuff. And it's not just in defense. It's in healthcare. It's in oil and energy systems. It's in transportation. It's in remote security systems. It's space. Pick a topic. Uh, and, 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 uh, and uh, there is simply no way for for all of all of us to comprehend the bre- the breadth and depth of these uh, of these discoveries. Uh, I would take a look at uh, I monitor different kinds of manufacturing processes, and I also monitor very closely developments that are occurring in graphene. And and I I want to tell you that graphene has become a wonder material. And I can I continue to question. Uh, while we have a Silicon Valley, I'm looking for a graphene gulch, somewhere where there's a center of excellence in the United States that takes on graphene seriously, because there there's a new development in graphene about every other day, and and it's and every one of these inventions or correction, take that back. Not, it's not invention. They never invented graphene. They innovated graphene. Uh, I stand to correct it against my own philosophical comment. Um, there are so many graphene innovations, it will make your head explode. And each one of them is more disruptive than the last. Well, we'll have to title this podcast something with the word graphene in it, so I'll think about that. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> yeah, well, the, last, the last question is call to action. So what, what's something that you would challenge people who listen to this podcast to go out and do afterwards? The biggest call to action is to figure out how to think MacGyver and not Edison. Our world cannot afford to pay for everybody to do a new start initiative. We need people to go ahead and get their 100-mile-an-hour tape, their paper clips, and their pen springs and figure out how to come to the game and come up with new and innovative ways to do things with what we have, not what we want to be. I, I I would venture to say that we're going to do a lot more junkyard dog stuff and a lot more interesting things if we take the time to just look at what we've got as opposed to what we want to be. And, and um, for, for me, um, uh, cost avoidance by figuring out how to repurpose assets and how to take existing technologies and apply them in new and unique ways and how to take uh, technologies that are in other verticals and apply them to defense or intelligence applications is a major, major place for us to continue to shine technologically as most people perceive that we're eroding. I would say in the area of innovation and what I just described, we are not. Uh, Invention, perhaps. Innovation, no. Okay. Well, that's excellent. That that wraps us up. Thank you so much for making time for the podcast, Frank. And also okay. we'll be in touch referring more companies to your barber pole and uh, to your listserv because it's a great resource. Thank you. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.